You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Brown ball should end it. To the right side. Merrifield has got it. And the American League has won their eighth straight as they win it here tonight. 5-2. It's Joe's with you on this Wednesday. I'm Joe Ostrowski along with Joe Giglio. We are here weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon. BetQL Daily is the show. BetQL Network is how you can listen via the radio or the Odyssey app. Today, Jeff Feinberg from the Mayo Media Network and Odds Checker will be here to give us winners. Last two times, I believe, on the show, Jeff has given us the outright winner. Very difficult to do. He'll try to make it three straight appearances on this show with uh, the British Open coming up this week. Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA Insider, to help preview game number four of the NBA Finals this evening. We'll go over NFL receiving yards leader we'll have all sorts of props lightning bets like we always do and see if there's any value in the american league and national league central joe g last night um just like every year just like every year pretty damn boring yeah the american league won they always seem to win it's pretty amazing the players change obviously so much over the course of a five six seven eight years yet the outcome's the same the l just keeps winning the game's really never that exciting. Once in a while, we get a good one. That game wasn't very exciting last night. They put it at core. So like, okay, let's get some runs. Let's get some juice here. We have low-scoring games every single year. Nope. Nope. Five to two. And I'm blaming you for one thing. Uh, good call from Jake Hassan, but I'm blaming you because we threw it out there on the show because we saw the juicy number. Come on, man. Rio Muto. You, you have to sell us on Rio Muto when he's 18 to 1 to hit a home run or whatever it was. I think it closed around 13, 14 to 1. He has barely hit any of the last two months. He's had a wrist <laughs> issue. His slugging percentage last two months is under 300. And then, boom, he goes to Coors Field, hits a home run. You know, when you think about it, and, and we missed this yesterday, this is on, I'll, I'll take the blame. But <laughs> like a catcher is probably going to get maybe one more plate appearance, uh, depending on when they make that switch, right? Like you, men- start- you mentioned that. Yeah, but, you know, Real Muto, in that case, as the starter for the uh, National League, he got that extra plate appearance, and boom, it's a home run. We missed that, though. How about two catchers hitting a home run in this game? I was just going to say, is this the, the hot trend now for next year in the All-Star game? Just bet all the catchers are going to do well? Bet them all. Home so, runs. So Nino odds weren't even posted since he was on the bench. It was strange, uh, and we'll get to some of the, the big headlines in a moment here, but it was strange uh, to see multiple catchers do that. But also, um, after the show, after we got off the air, we were talking about some potential props to take a look at. Home run guys. Jake Hassan gave out Vlad Jr. Good pick, uh, Jake. But the numbers just jumped, like doubled. Doubled. 
I was saying on the show, this is ridiculous for Otani to be plus 240, plus 250, and he might get a couple of plate appearances. Then after the show, like Arenado goes from 6-1 to one to 14-1. to one. Yeah, it, it was it was strange. I mean, I, I guess it recalibrated because you realize they're only going to get one or two plate it, appearances. Maybe people weren't betting them. Yeah, well, that's probably true. There was nothing more frustrating than watching Arenado's second at bat. I think he grounded at the second base. I'm like, oh, no, it's over. He's coming out of the game. And then the next inning, Machado came into third base. And, uh, you know, you're watching a regular game. You're like, all right, whatever. It's the fourth inning. He'll get up a couple more times. Nope. Over, done, gone. Yeah, that's why you don't want to do too much uh, with an exhibition anytime, uh, especially with the All-Star game, a lot of literally talking to the players when they're on the field. We we can get to that in a second. But uh, the big story, I would say, from last night, the youngest All-Star game MVP ever, Vlad Jr. Time for today's headlines. something to him on his way around wow that is the 200th home run in all-star game history and you could have chopped that up into two 468 feet vlad jr's longest home run of the season uh he beat griffey by 117 days the youngest mvp we've seen in the mlb all-star game american league wins as a dog straight up they were plus 100 on the money line and the under 11 catches. Yeah, and Vlad's unreal. I mean, when I watched that home run last night, I was like, imagine if he played there. If that, imagine if that was his home park. You know, he, he'd hit 375 with 50 bombs. What a shot that was. Did you have a favorite moment outside of that home run? Uh, probably Liam Hendricks cursing on the mound in the ninth <laughs> That's inning. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's, was, as you can tell, he's a character. Yes. And, you know, I don't think he cared. I love the quote after the game, like, Hey, listen, you better have the guy ready with the you know, the beep it out back in the studio. Like he was going to be Liam Hendricks. He didn't care that the microphone was on. I love it. I love. Yeah, I love that one as well. I, I, I was pretty convinced as they were playing it off like technical issues that, OK, I'll wear your earpiece, whatever. But I'm not going to participate. I was convinced that Nelson Cruz could hear Buck and Smoltz the entire time, but he just didn't really want to participate. In the end, he finally gave in. Yeah, that might have been it. That was kind of strange because, like, you're right. They were like, oh, I, I don't know. I guess he can't hear us. Well, maybe he can. Maybe he just doesn't want to do this. I'm Hendrix sure the, heard him. I'm sure he's from, <laughs> he sure did. I'm sure a lot of the players want no part of this. But, yeah. you know, the MLB is like, listen, just, just put the microphone on. I mean, maybe that's part of the reason nobody's showing up. But all the Astros say goodbye to Grom, no thanks, you know? Well, then you have these lesser, like, Nelson Cruz is a star, but he's a lesser star. He's probably like, listen. If Bryce Harper was here, I wouldn't have to do this. But these guys opted out and making me put the microphone on. You understand how bad I wanted Chris Bryant to come through with bases loaded, two opportunities, and then the Cubs are going to look like the idiotic uh, organization choosing other players over Chris Bryant in a couple of weeks when they do that. Yeah, I, I could feel it from across the country. You're, you're rooting for him to do it. And he did. A yeah. couple chances yet. Uh, Walsh. Made an amazing catch, though. He almost had a big hit there. Then that could have opened things up. Then then our over probably would have hit. Who knows? It leads to a big inning, uh, extra innings. Wait, do they do extra innings? I forgot what the rule changed. I forgot what they did after Bud freaked out. Yeah, well, well, well they they had to end in a tie in Milwaukee, and Bud Selig had a conniption after that. Right. I, so if, I guess they do extra innings. Well, would they put the runner on second base? That's baseball now, right? Well, 
Odds are I would have turned off the TV by then. <laughs> Anyways, because I was about to do that in the last couple innings. But uh, you, you know it's a bad thing when um, you talked about it yesterday, and I didn't see it at the time. It's a bad thing when Major League Baseball looks as this, as as one of the premier events, even though it isn't, it shouldn't be. But it's one of their premier events on the calendar. And the biggest story all game were the uniforms. They were so ugly. <laughs> They're trying to put the the team logo above like on the AL or NL thing. Like, right. what do you like? It's not hard. Like making uniforms shouldn't be this hard. What, what, why? And then, why not just let them wear their regular caps, right? At least let them have something from their team out there. It made no sense. Okay, yeah, the, it looks stupid. Like I, when I was looking at the Cubs one, the Bryant one, where you've got the top of the sea coming through, it kind of looks like a brontosaurus. I get all that. It, it was strange. It was. But I didn't think it was as bad as some people said. I know the players didn't like them. Uh, yeah, it looked like so, – uh, one player said it looked like a softball uniform. Tim Anderson's like, we can do better. We can do better. Come on. Uh, the pullovers, I guess it's more relaxed atmosphere, whatever. My my problem with it, and I do prefer wearing your own uniforms, is the ability to identify the players. I do this for a living. We talk about the players that were on that field every single day for three hours on this show. Uh, we talk more baseball than most of the shows on this network, and I had a hard time identifying. Wait, who is that there? I can't quite tell. Who's that out did they make the switch yet? Is uh, that catcher still in the game? I couldn't tell. That was the big issue. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and look, at every All-Star game, right? a pitcher will pitch one or two innings, two at most, right? So usually they'll, they'll pan to the bullpen, and you'll see who's warming up next, right? Is it is it Armand Marquez? Is it you know whoever? What, what, Liam Hendricks? Whatever pitcher it is. But now you have to wait for them to tell you. You're like, wait a second, who is that guy? He's a righty? Like, I don't know. Like, back in the day, you'd say, oh, there's a Philly warming up. There's only one Philly uh, all-star there. It's Zach Wheeler, so it's got to be right. Zach Wheeler. We don't know who it is. I, <laughs> baseball has to overcomplicate everything all the time. Well, speaking of baseball overcomplicating over things, uh, Rob Manfred spoke yesterday. And it's always an event when he speaks. It always is. It isn't the case with every single commissioner in the major sports, but it is when Rob Manfred speaks because he usually steps in it in some way. And I, I have a feeling we'll disagree on this one, but um, yeah, like he's a guy that just is very uncomfortable playing the role of the villain. When you're the commissioner of one of these leagues outside of Adam Silver, for the most part, you're the villain, you're the bad guy, you're going to get booed. And, you know, he gets very nervous. Sometimes you can see him shaking out there in, in certain events, especially when he gets booed. And I don't know if he's in the baseball bubble just getting yelled at all the time by players and owners and, and all that, and general managers as well. But, like, I'm in the minority, man. I was fine with the seven-inning doubleheaders. It made sense to me. I was fine with the extra innings rule. And it, these rules made him unpopular with the diehards, and they cater to the diehards a lot. So it sounds like they're going to make changes again. It, it, 
apparently they, they use the excuse of the pandemic to try these rules out. I call BS on that. No, that he wanted to make this change. And I don't think it was the worst thing in the world for the game, but he was uh, shot down by many people in the game. So now it sounds like they're going back in 2022. Yeah, so I, I think Manfred is just uncomfortable talking in public. Remember after what was yeah. the 2015 World Series? I, I just think he gets He's uncomfortable. Shaking. Yeah, yeah. He just, and, that, and he wasn't even getting booed then. So th- that's that. As far as the rules, I, I'm with you on one, not with you on the other. I think it's his, it's a scam, the seven-inning doubleheaders. Right. Now, I got it last year. When they tried to put it in like health and safety pitchers ramping up, you don't want these extra long games. I kind of got it. Joe, like people, they're doing split double headers this year and charging people for seven inning games. I agree like, on like, that. That's ridiculous. All right. It's two more innings. I do like the runner on, ex- on second base and extra innings, though. I think it adds action. I think it adds strategy to the game right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I hate? I hate the, re- the old extra innings, which has become home run derby. Everyone pops out for six innings because they're all trying to hit a solo home run. You don't see that now. So I actually think they're making a mistake going away if they do go away from the runner on second base. I like that. I don't need the occasional 17, 18, no. 19 inning game. Just You're just screaming, end it. Please, somebody end this game. And we've reintroduced the elements of a little bit of small ball, right? Yeah. And I think you were hinting at that with the strategy. I love it. And you know you're going to get runs when you get to the 10th. Sometimes if you're betting the under, it absolutely crushes your under. Like, that is a loser from the start. But like, I thought it was thrilling. I think it was the Indians game that I was talking about the other week that uh, the visiting team scores only one run, and you're like, oh, you might lose. And then to start the inning, it was a bunt pop-up double play because they were trying to get the run to the third so they can get a sack fly to tie the game up. Then the Indians end up losing. I, I love stuff like that. Like you mentioned, action, more scoring. So we agree there. A uh, seven-inning doubleheader. The the part that I do like about it, like we've had the conversation about these fake no-hitters that have occurred this year. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's one of the main reasons um, that they're going that way. But what I can't stand is a lot of times we have these doubleheaders in the middle of the summer over stretches where teams play 20 games in 20 days, and then you throw a doubleheader in there. just kills your bullpen. Uh, teams have to give up games just to get through these double headers. Um, and if you have a legit ace, maybe one of your aces is going that day and they have a chance to pitch all seven innings and that can save you a little bit. That That's the reason I don't mind it because it doesn't. And when you kill your bullpen, you kill your bullpen for a week if you don't have any off days. Yeah. And, and the other thing I, I was thinking about the competitive advantage, the fans get ripped off with the seven inning double yes. headers, but teams now like the, the home team will decide if the game is banged or not, right? They're going to play or they're not going to play. I've experienced this in Philadelphia because the Phillies bullpen has been so bad. If there is a drizzle, they will cancel a game because they know they get a doubleheader, and then they could throw Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola and and, and maybe get through a, a whole day without using the bullpen and win two games. So yep. I, I think it's as much as I got what they were trying to do, I, I see why they might be going back there to the nine innings for doubleheader. But I'm going to be disappointed. If I'm watching a game in the 14th inning next year with no runner on second base, I'm annoyed. So these were the headlines, right? Because they're going back. It sounds like they're going back. He's not throwing that out there for no reason. Um, Under the radar, what I thought was bigger was him bringing up, banning the shift, and talking about starting it in double A. That's the one I'd be against more than these other two. Yeah, and I wonder how much that is is all the thoughts and all the things they're going through with Theo Epstein, who's now kind of working with Manfred. They're trying their hardest to figure out how to get offense back in the game, action back in the game. I think the sticky stuff being gone has helped a little bit, but you could tell they're they're not satisfied yet. I 
I don't want the shift band either. Maybe two guys on each side of the field instead of three and one. Something. Something might uh, change here. Yeah, it looks so silly. Get it the other way, dude. Come on. You, you kind of have you have your uh, opportunity to do that. Also, NBA, we've got NBA Finals game number four tonight. Milwaukee four-point favorite, total of 220. Uh, Kawhi Leonard undergoes surgery for all those questions during the postseason. Is he really injured? How serious is it? Uh, he had surgery to repair a partial tear in the ACL. Plenty, plenty of time to preview uh, game number four tonight. And, hey, USA Basketball won a game, Joe G., just they're the, back. The, the the outrage, the people freaking out. I don't get it. Like it's their first time playing together. They're not going to play well against these uh, clubs that have been together for years and years. Yeah, now doesn't matter. Get angry. They got to win every game by thirty. <laughs> like oh my team. god, they were such big favorites. Yeah, because people are going to bet on them. Joe O, Joe G, this is BetQL Daily. Are there betting opportunities in the American League Central? We talk about it next on the BetQL Network.